Brothers, but not by birth. Family, but not by DNA. David and Adam are two of a kind, and they wanna borrow some of your day to talk into your ear holes about midi chlorians and roller coasters. Those two things are unrelated, but so are they. They're unrelated at birth, like most people who aren't related. Unrelated at birth, but they're brothers in a brotherly way. Now it's time for the phenomenal brother and the golden voice of the South. They're brothers from different mothers, but they're both really proud to be unrelated at birth. Say what, Adam? This is a little weird, man. I'm out of my element. I'm out of my. I'm not even in my recording studio. I know. I, Looks I, like you're on I, your bed. Are you on your bed in your in your bedroom? I am on my bed in my bedroom on my iPhone. Yeah. My my recording computer, my recording microphone, my my everything, man. It's 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 on my, it's my in my everything. office. It's on my office table. I think I sent you a picture. I have a whole command center uh, oh, set yeah. up on my dining room table. I've got three monitors for work and my my recording computer, everything set up on the dining room table, but I'm 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 a little uh, a little out of element here because the remodel of the basement has started. Are they wearing masks? They are. They are. Okay, they're, they're being safe. <laughs> they were. I mean, are they all staying six feet apart? Sure. I'm just being a pain. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Uh, but it's it's different, man. It's this is. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how I, how I feel about this. Yeah, it's going to be awesome when it's done. But I liked having my I, I liked having my own little shut off office. So when I'm working, I'm at work. And when I want to be, when I'm with the family, I'm with the family. Not want to be. I always want to be with the family. Of course. Uh, but but okay. So so we we've gone two or three minutes into the show, and we haven't even done this yet. I am the Golden Voice of the South, the Human Jukebox. Dave Adams, all the way from the top of the state of Alabama, Madison, Alabama, because like Madison, I am on top of the podcast game. You are the phenomenal brother, Adam Russell, all the way from the middle of the state of Florida, St. Cloud, and the house of the closed mouse. <laughs> the closed house of mouse, yes. That makes, makes me sad. So, so with your studio arrangement being in somewhat of a disarray, that means we're changing yes. things up. So. Give everybody who's listening a little bit of a preview into what they can expect. Okay. So these next three or four shows are going to be shorter than normal uh, for multiple reasons. Well, one, it's harder for me to find a place in the time to record uh, because I had a dedicated recording space. So I, the girls would go to bed, Amanda would go and, and study and do all her getting ready to graduate things. But I, uh, I don't have that dedicated space anymore my entire basement is is being renovated so we're having to do batch recording uh so in order to do batch recording you've got to be shorter and so we're going to try to do about 30 to 35 minute episodes uh but the other reason is we know that you're not in your car driving back and forth to work right now and we know that a lot of people listen to us when they're driving back and forth 
and and when they are trying to to drown out a lot of things at work in the office kind of the normal everyday office droll i guess you can call it uh but that's not happening so we're going to cut back on time and and maybe make some shorter shows for you guys but that also means we have to be a little bit more concise Adam. we can't go down rabbit holes that's right. Well, the rabbit holes just have to be about the size of a rabbit. <clears throat> yeah, because that's easy for us. <laughs> Especially so, with our first topic. Oh, man. Yeah. This one, this one's going to take a little time. But uh, so, as y'all know, I think I've mentioned it on the show multiple times. Uh, we are, or I am, reading slash listening to all the Harry Potter books. Uh, I've watched all the movies finally, and I am now, I am seven hours left of 18 hours into the Half-Blood Prince. So I am very close to finishing, and I will tell you this, um, the books are so much better than the movies. Oh, no doubt. I, I feel like I knew the Harry Potter stories with the movies, but I didn't know the in-depth detail. I think we touched on that sure. on the very first episode. Sure. Um, Cause we had just watched, I think I had just watched the second Deathly Hallows when we recorded the first episode, right? Yeah. Okay. And, and so I think one of my, my biggest complaints was that, Hey, I kind of like leaning back. Ooh, this is comfortable. Are you comfy? This is actually better. Than, this is better than my, uh, my <laughs> this is going to be the new thing. Probably not. Cause I like my studio. <laughs> Oh, the new studio, by the way, here's a rabbit hole. The new studio is going to be the biggest house in the room. The biggest oh, house biggest in room, the room? Biggest room in the house. Wow. Amanda is not happy about that. Well, you know what? She signed up for it. <laughs> yeah. She said she don't want to hear any more complaining either. Well, it's, um, the thing we won't hear any more of is the herd of turtles, right? The herd of turtles will be gone. It will be completely soundproofed. So, Yay, and by uh, the way, by the way, another I, I rabbit hole. Wanna, yeah, no, this is just a, you might hear some audio veritas uh, today and these next four episodes because while we're recording, they are working on the house. Yeah. So, and the girls are awake and all that fun stuff. All that. Stuff. Uh, but yeah, but anyway, I think I said on the first episode that I wanted more in depth about the half blood prince's book. Sure. And boy, howdy, am I getting it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's yep. awesome. And correct me if I'm wrong. Remember it's been eight months since I've seen the book, the movie. Yeah. In half blood Prince, I don't remember Harry Potter owning creature in the movie. Mm. Harry Potter. Well, creature <clears throat> worked in the black house and right. Harry Potter was his heir of sorts. Right. I think that's why now owning, I, I'm not sure about owning. Um, I should probably go ask Blair. I, I don't know exactly well, about owning, but, um, I think he took all of that. I could be wrong though. But because the reason I'm saying that, because in the book, and I just listened to this part before we started recording Yeah. in the book, he sends creature and Dobby. He, in, he forces creature and Dobby does it because he wants to, but he, he, he tails Draco. Yeah. And, and tells uh creature, you have to do it. You can't warn him. You can't write it. You can't 
communicate any way, you have to tell, you have to tell him, you know, get, and you have to, to basically be a tail on him. So I, I don't even think that part was in the movie. I don't remember that in the movie either. I and if it was, that. it was just Dobby. It wasn't creature. Yeah. Like I remember creature was in the movie, but it was just very like, yeah. I don't remember it being well, creature. The one that, that, that tips serious and makes him go off to after Potter and, and all that stuff. And, in uh, the, the order of the Phoenix tips. What do you mean? Tips him. So in, in order of the Phoenix in the book, Sirius tells tells creature, "Ah, oh, just get out of the house." Well, when he does, he goes off to Voldemort, and and tells mm-hmm. yeah tells Voldemort, "Hey, th- you're the this is how you're going to get to Sirius and how you get to Harry Potter." Yeah, that was not. I just watched Order of the Phoenix the other day. That was not in the movie, right? So, so yeah, it's a lot of those kind of little details. One of the things I think I'm one of the things I wish that a casual observer of the movies would have a better understanding of in I guess it was prisoner of Azkaban would be the, uh, the Marauders map and who um, Padfoot, Wormtail, Rainy right. and prongs were because they yep. don't really go into that at all. And they, they, they reference it later. I think it's an order of the Phoenix. Um, they talk about, you know, Padfoot and, and that type of thing. They actually use that language because of, at that point, once you've made it to that movie, I guess they assume you're in. But I remembered a lot more in the and and you just listened to the books, so it's been a while for me. But I remember a lot more of that descriptiveness in Prisoner of Azkaban. Yep, around the never who they were and everything, and that's such a cool part of the story to me because it's, you know, it's one of those things that is just a creative way of kind of foreshadowing who someone is, right. and you never catch it, you know, because you don't right. think anything of it until the moment is there. Right. So. You never fully know that James was a a. An, an animagus and yeah. and so like in the movies you're like okay harry's patronus is a stag cool yeah but in the book the fact that his dad's animal was a stag and his yeah. patronus is a stag yeah it hits you in the heartstrings yeah it does and the fact that that scabbers was peter Pettigrew the whole time spoiler alert and, and, you know, wow. how long has he been around with Ron and kind of snooping on everything and spying on everything? And he's been in, they've had an inside guy the whole time up until you learn that. And yeah, it's just, right. it's, um, it's really interesting. I mean, a lot of that detail and, you know, who in the world thinks about that kind of stuff and that level of depth anymore with literature, it makes you just appreciate it a lot more. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you who thinks about it. J.K. Rowling. But J.K. You know, does. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, J.K. might be, and I don't know if you're, you would take offense to this, but J.K. might be this generation's Walt Disney, just with their her storytelling and yeah, the storytelling capability. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think where, you know, it's funny because you can ride a wave of something for a good long time, you know, right? And that's the thing that is, I think the Fantastic Beast movies have been pretty good. I mean, they're passable for sure. The first one, I wasn't crazy about. The second one, I think, was a lot better, but. I, I think a lot of that backstory is still spun off of things that are referenced in the books and in the movies, you know, from the original set. Well, and, um, and that's, that's another and, thing. If you just watch the movies, they don't really hint about the fantastic beast. Sure. Yeah. But in the book, they actually say it was written by this guy whose mm-hmm. great, great grandson or granddaughter is yeah. at Hogwarts right now with Harry. Yeah, sure. So, 
there well, you go. And there's, it, it's funny because the, the movies are like, a, the movies are almost like a skeleton of the books in a way with, with window dressing hung on it. And you get the shape of it, you get the feel of it, you know what's going on, but the in-depth, like, it's like the reason, you know, when you read Rise of Skywalker's actual adaptation in the novel, mm -hmm. you get so much more detail than they could have ever put in the movie or it would have been a, you know, five hour movie. It would have been like Gone with the Wind Star Wars. Stuff. I'm okay with that. But then, yeah, exactly. But then with, uh, with the Cursed Child screenplay, that's like barely even a skeleton with window dressing. It's like just a skeleton hanging on the wall because you right. lose a lot of understanding of what's really happening in that because it's written in the script version. And I really wish that Cursed Child could be morphed into an entire book. And I know you want people to go see the play and I know they want people to not know everything it's about really until they see it. But I, that one being a book I think is a must have because I didn't realize I blew through it when we first got it. I read it and kind of enjoyed it and I kind of walked away from it. But having stepped away from it, from it when um, Blair and I watched a recent Harry Potter movie marathon on TV, we had it on in the background and at night we watched a couple of them and, and we did a little Googling about the prophecy and, you know, what does it mean? You know, neither can live while the other survives. How is that possible? Because they're living while the other survives the whole time, you know? And, and so I was always confused by that, but it really boils down to the fact that they had to die at the hand of the others, what it really meant at the end of the day. Right. But I didn't realize it never dawned on me because I never really processed it. I just blew through it and walked away from it. But Cursed Child is all about undoing most of what happened in, in the books. And you actually right. end up with them undoing what their dad did by trying to save one person. All of this downstream impact undid the whole thing. And, and I, I didn't really catch that to that level of to that depth because of how it's written. You're used yeah. to picking up a Harry Potter book and it's almost like drinking from a fire hose. There's just so much there. But then the, the screenplay is just dialogue, you know, and you don't get yeah. a lot of that yeah, internal yeah. stuff and a lot of that backstory. And it's, it's a little bit harder to I think glean what she was trying to get across. So, I hope they would do that, but you're, you're absolutely right. I think the books are a whole other experience than the movies. Um, yeah. Although I'm glad the movies exist. I do love watching them. Oh, I am too. I am too. Because, <laughs> and I'll be honest, the, uh, the guy who's reading the books, the Harry Potter books. Yeah. Some of the voices he gets perfectly. Dumbledore's, he gets, it's, it is definitely Dumbledore from the movie. Yeah. He can't really do a girl's voice. So Hermione, you know, sorry, Emma. <laughs> it's yeah, not exactly. one. Um, but it's, it's worth it. it. If if you've got, you know, five or six months, seven months that you want to not use your credit on, uh, on Amazon, it's worth doing because it's, it's a great way to pass the time. The first four books, I'd say the first four books are easy. You can do them in a day or two each. Um, the, uh, order of the Phoenix is 25 hours. The half blood prince is 18 hours. Wow. <laughs> and I think Deathly Hallows is 23 hours or something like that. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's getting there. Uh, yeah. I will say this too. It'll make you hate the first Harry Potter movie. Why is Chamber. That? Is it Chamber? No, yeah, it's Sorcerer's no, Stone. Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. Technically. Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. Because it's Sorcerer. It's Sorcerer's Stone. Philosopher's Stone. The original UK version is the Philosopher's Stone. And there's no need that anybody should ever change that. Philosopher's okay. Stone. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, but because they leave out so much detail yeah. in in the movie. First off, Peeves isn't in any of the movies. Who? Peeves, the ghost. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and 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 the only ghost in there is John Cleese's uh, nearly headless Nick, right? Right. And you that's don't one get of, the Baron. One of those, you don't. Oh yeah. Well, you see, I think you see the bloody Baron, but most of the dialogue is usually reserved for for nearly headless Nick. That's one of my one of the just cringiest moments in that movie is when um when they're going to do their broom test and Harry goes off and gets the remember all that that um, Malfoy threw and brings it back and McGonagall runs off and takes him to meet Wood and says, I found you a seeker. And then the very next scene, nearly headless Nick is floating by saying, did you hear Harry Potter's the new Gryffindor seeker? I always knew he'd do well. It's like, we got it, dude. We know right. what happened. We got it. You know, it's, it's like John Hughes. It was John Hughes, right? John Cleason, I thought. No, no, no. I'm talking about the director. Was it John Hughes? Oh, yeah. I think yeah. it was John Hughes. He, he had these little, like, I've got to put this in here so that the children understand, you know? And I, and I right. get it. But it's like, oh, like, of course, Phoenix tears have healing powers. So it's funny to go back and watch those, you know? Yeah, it is. It is. Because there's a decided like, difference. Want, but I want to go watch the movies again, but I don't want to watch the first two because they're just so cringeworthy. Oh, they're good, though, man. They're good. Okay. The, the second, the end of Chamber of Secrets, um, when when uh, Hagrid comes back at the end, yeah, and like literally Emma Watson was really crying. Yeah, like, that doesn't get you, man. The whole movie is worth it for that for me. I, I love that's my favorite wrap up to any of the Harry Potter movies was that one. Yeah, is it sure as a Deathly Hallows Part One? Oh no, it's horrible. <laughs> it's almost as bad as uh, um, Goblet of Fire. Yeah, no, Goblet of Fire is bad on its own right. Goblet of Fire was like JK's attempt to write a teen novel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it like was. she knew all the kids were teenagers now. So now we got to make them go to a dance. Now they're all going to like each other. And I mean, well, I, I, I love the end of four because the end of four reintroduces what the rest of the series is completely about. It's that halfway point. But everything leading up to that, I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. not my favorite. Speaking but, of dances and love each other and all that stuff. The book sets up Harry and um, Jenny getting mm. together so much better than the movies do. Yeah. Because in the book, you can tell that they're going to end up together. I'd say at the second book. Well, the movies focus on Cho Chang and that's just about it. I mean, right, there's a exactly. little bit of something, you know, that's there with Harry and Jenny, but it's usually just him and Cho. But we never see Jenny like getting, red in the face every time that Harry talks to her when she's a, uh, before she goes to Hogwarts. Yeah. Yeah. She's got that little stare like that. Ooh, the first time she meets him, but, um, but everybody had that stare right. the first time. Exactly. So yeah. yeah. But anyway, all right. So we have established the fact that we are, uh, a Harry Potter gurus. I don't know if you can call us gurus. We're <laughs> Harry Potter gurus. nerds. Yeah. Harry Potter nerds. Good. So because we're Harry Potter nerds, we went on to mywizardingworld.com and we now know what house we're in, what wand we would have, and what our Patronus would be. Uh, Adam, I, I don't think it's any, any shocker what house you're in, but for <laughs> those that, that don't really know you, let's go ahead and say it. Yeah, um, I am a Ravenclaw, along with Cho Chang, and Trelawney and Luna Lovegood, which is... No, 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 Cho's a, Cho is a Hufflepuff. No, Cho's a Ravenclaw, according to WizardingWorld.com. I thought that she Sorry. was the seeker for Hufflepuff. Sorry. No, she's and the seeker for Ravenclaw. You're right. Yeah. 
You're right. So along with Trelawney and Lovegood, I don't know what that really says about me overall, but um, I am Ravenclaw, the house according to this of wit, learning, and wisdom. And fun fact, Ravenclaw does not actually mean like a raven. So all the merchandise that has a raven is wrong. The Ravenclaw is actually a any bird that has a black claw and the eagle is usually the only one that fits that category. So technically the house animal of the Ravenclaw is the eagle, not a raven. But I guess raven fits more with the magical motif. Right. So what about you? So I'm not happy with mine <laughs> at all. I'm Hufflepuff. The, the one only, house that, the one house was there anybody Hufflepuff that really impacted anything in Harry Potter? Cedric Diggory. That's true. Diggory did, yeah. Yeah, Diggory is really the one that that you know about for Hufflepuff. It's funny that you and I have big personalities, but pretty much we're the two houses that have nothing to do with the books. I mean, you can make some true some some thoughts but yeah. hufflepuffs appear to have the least rivalries with any other house and if you know me that ain't me but it, but you've you've done it how many times have you taken it five or six and it gives you hufflepuff every time there's a loyalty aspect there i think Dan. i know hey I the know. rock is a hufflepuff just fyi how'd you find that out I Googled famous Hufflepuffs and The Rock came up. Okay. And Ed Sheeran. Kristen Bell. Okay. Deadpool is a Hufflepuff. How I would consider Deadpool to be a uh, Slytherin. I don't know. I'm okay. just, I'm just reading right. what the internet's saying. If it's anyway, on the internet, so it must be true. That the house mascot is a badger. Badger. A honey badger, right? So there you no. go. That's how you spin it. No. No, just no. So I I don't like this. Uh, Hufflepuff is the most inclusive among the four houses. Value hardworking, dedication, patience, loyalty, and fair play. That's you. Patience, fair play. I like small ball. That, That's that true. Thing. That's <laughs> loyalty and dedication and hard work. I guess. See? Okay, so. Four of the five. Yeah. Okay. I think it fits. Okay, so I'm a yellow, black, you're a purple, and what? What? So Hufflepuff is blue yellow. And gray. Blue and gray. Dark, and maybe blue. blue and gray. Okay. All right, so what wand are you carrying? <laughs> what wand are you carrying? Um, what what you packing? Mine there, is man? a cypress wood wand. With a unicorn mm -hmm. hair core, 12 and a quarter inch, and hard flexibility. So what does that mean? Cypress. Cypress. This is all Wizarding World official stuff, man. This is the real deal. Cypress wands are okay. associated with nobility. Oh, whenever, look at you. Whenever Ollivander, or Ollivander wrote that when he was always honored to match a cypress wand, for he knew he was meeting a witcher wizard who would die a heroic death. But in, more, in less bloodthirsty times like now, um, they're rarely called to lay their lives down, but they would. Wands of Cyprus find their soulmates among the brave, the bold, and the self-sacrificing, those who are unafraid to confront the shadows in their own and others' natures. So you're saying and, you're bold. Uh, evidently so. And then the unicorn hair is the most consistent magic and the least subject to fluctuations and blockages. 
So I take that to mean that is the most efficient and I'm a very efficient person. So that fits. That is very true. All right. So mine, I am pine wood with a dragon heartstring core, 13 and a quarter inch and pliant flexibility. Okay. So you ready for this? I'm ready for this. Pine is a straight grained wood and always chooses an independent and individual master who may be seen as a loner. Well, that's not me. Uh, intriguing or perhaps mysterious. Pine wands like to be used creative, creatively and will adapt to new spells better than most would. Most wand makers, including Ollivander, believes that pine wands work best for the owners that are destined to live long lives. I don't and interestingly know. enough, it says that the pine wand is one of those that is most sensitive to nonverbal magic. Mm -hmm. And if you had any kind of magic, it would be verbal. Very much so. <laughs> Just <But> saying. <laughs> I, I, everything else in there, I mean, I'm pretty creative with, with, with the broadcasting, with the sure. singing, with all, all that stuff. Uh, but the dragon heart core is what kind of worries me a little bit. But it, uh, once I started reading, it's like, yeah, this is me. Uh, typically, dragon heart-stringed uh, heart wands are usually the most powerful and capable of the most flamboyant spells. There you go. Uh, dragon wands <laughs> usually learn more quickly, although they can change allegiance if they are one from their original master. Uh, they always bond strongly with their current owner. I'm a very strong-minded, strong-willed person. So and I bond yeah, with friends pretty easily. With great is, loyalty. So your, yep. your wand is very loyal to you, and you're very loyal to others. Therefore, your wand matches with a Hufflepuff. Um, that's what I'm hearing. Although, and you know, it's interesting because they say the wand chooses the master. So it makes sense for you to have a wand that responds more to nonverbal because your verbal so strong. It would have to be sensitive to the nonverbal magic because that's what you have the least of. Uh, probably. See, there I you go. We have gone. I hate that you're saying that. <laughs> we have gone all the way down this, man. We are dedicated to this one. Yeah, right. we are. All right, fine. All right, and then it asks us what our Patronus is. Now, we have to go through a weird sort of test to, to get to what your Patronus mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Um, what did your weird test lead you to? Mine was a dun mare, and that is a horse that has like a yellow coloring to it, and it says it's very unique. But the thing that's interesting that we were kind of laughing at when we were going through this was that Horses, in general, are symbolic of freedom, adventure, and victory. But mm -hmm. the, the dun mare means that you find comfort living on the wild side. No. Um, not quite. But it does say you're not someone who likes to take direction from anyone else, which can be true. And it also says that it takes a while for someone to earn your trust because you don't share your time with just anyone, which is also true. So I don't know, though, way man. It I mean, up. it didn't take me that long to earn your trust. Just because you are who you are. That's true. I mean, I'm what you boy. see is what you get. WYSIWYG with Dave, you know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, you either like me or you don't like me. That's I mean, you know. I <laughs> what about you with your Patronus? All right, so I'm the Black Swan Patronus. <laughs> okay, which, Natalie Portman. I mean, that's exactly what you said when I told you that. Uh, so it says, if your Patronus is a Black Swan, then you are like, this is so me. Uh, then it is likely you are a highly emotional individual. Mm. Check. 
check. Uh, <laughs> your passion allows you to devote yourself to your interests and become an expert in your chosen field. I don't want to say expert, but you become. Well, I mean, you align your I, passion with your interests. Look what we're doing right now. Right. Exactly. Only a person of a true kind nature with an amazing depth of emotion can conjure the black swan Patronus. Check. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got me with the black swan. I'm a little off there a couple puff, but I think I'm, I'm there with all the other stuff. So there's gotta be something there with the Hufflepuff though, man. There's gotta be one answer you answered or one set of questions you answered so methodically and consistently that it keeps going back to that. Yeah. I mean, so the whole deal is I kind of wanted to be Slytherin, but I don't know if I'm conniving enough to be Slytherin. So that's the problem is you don't use situations. I wouldn't say that you use situations to your advantage, like in an unfair way No, that you would, that you always look for fairness, which is the core value of Hufflepuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, but I'm brave, which is the core value of a uh, Gryffindor. Well, you can you can share traits. It's what's the dominant trait. So what I, shines I, through okay. is the theme of your life. So Hufflepuff, Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Slytherin. I guess will be what my uh, my trait share sure. would be. Yeah. Which that's is why funny. the sorting hat allows you to choose because you can technically fit the mold for more than one. Yeah, which is because. Harry fit the mold for Gryffindor and Slytherin. That's right. But no, so, not Slytherin, not Slytherin, not Slytherin, not Slytherin, Slytherin, not Slytherin, Slytherin. eh? <laughs> <laughs> but it's very funny because my wife's Slytherin. Amanda was totally a Slytherin. I, I believe I've been... Sword she got sorted to? Yeah, that's what she got really? sorted to. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, then. I believe I share a house with your wife. Uh, you do. Blair is a hopeful puff, yeah. Yes. And that one fits 110%. Yeah, I know. I know. But hers, she likes quiet. She likes, you know, me time. I, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm Dave likes us this. time. <laughs> I like all the time. <laughs> all of us time. Yep. All right, Adam. So let's, uh, let's end it here. This is a good short show. I, I, I think we went longer than we wanted to, but okay. it's us. We're learning. We're learning <laughs> the short thing. So Adam, if they want to tell us about their Patronus, their house, first off, what is it? Uh, wizardingworld.com. If they want to, is, to yes. learn about their, their houses, yes. their wands, their Patronus, you can choose your, which I don't get the, why did you have to choose all your stuff? But anyway, um, wizardingworld.com. So if you want to, to do that and tell us what your wizardingworld.com profile is, What's that phone number? It's 650-UAB-SHOW is the number. 650-UAB-SHOW. Spell it out on your keypad. You hear, a, you hear a quick message from us, then the beep. Leave your message. Tell us what it is. Or take a screenshot of it, post it out on the socials. What would those socials be, Dave? Socials would be Instagram. We are unrelated at birth. I am D Adams 419 He is Run Tide Run. On the Twitters, I am D Adams 419 He is Run Tide Run. And we are not related bros and my camera just fell down. Uh, <laughs> and, and so we, uh, you know, find us anywhere, facebook.com backslash unrelated at birth. You can join the group unrelated at birth, uh, fan club listeners group, something like that. I don't remember what we called it. Uh, we do have our, our Patreon. If you would like to join it, uh, patreon.com 
backslash unrelated at birth, uh, just do it. I mean, we'll have, I think we're going to do zoom calls with our patrons, our, our siblings, as we call them. Uh, and, and we can just do a little chat, hang out, whatever. Uh, we got a lot of stuff we can do, uh, but guys, we'll end it here. We love you guys. We will talk to y'all next time. Adam, take them home. All right. Yeah, guys, we love you. Thanks for putting up with us and listening to us geek out about Harry Potter. Um, we love you, but not as much as Jesus does. Be kind to each other. Stay safe. Wash your hands and stay at home while all of this madness is going on. Thanks, guys. Bye. Me, 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 me. Okay. Ready? <laughs> Let's do it.